0: Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of ACB Advocacy Update. This is Claire Stanley, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist with the American Council of the Blind. I always like to start the podcast by saying, if you have any advocacy needs, please feel free to reach out to us at advocacy at acb.org. That's what Clark and myself are here for. We want to help answer any questions, point you in the right direction, see if we can assist. So again, feel free to email us at advocacy at acb.org. So let's jump in. This week is the first week of a two-part series on education for blind and visually impaired students, Um, and more specifically, it pertains to the COVID crisis. Um, So long story short, I won't give it all away because I want you guys to listen, but we are going to be talking about how parents can work with their students who are blind and visually impaired during the COVID crisis. So we know that parents playing a much bigger role in the education of their children because kids are being educated at home. So we have two great educators who are going to take the time and speak with some of our ACB uh, leadership and tell us all about what would be the most effective way to work with your children who are blind or low vision during this COVID crisis. So without further ado, here we go.
1: Hello. This is Debbie Grubb, Chair of the American Council of the Blind Special Education Task Force. It is my privilege to bring you greetings from the task force and from the experts who, with great respect for what you, as parents, guardians, teachers, and counselors, are doing as circumstances beyond your control have necessitated your becoming temporary teachers of the visually impaired in order to keep the precious child for whom you are responsible, engaged, and moving forward toward the best possible outcome for his educational skills and experiences. We are aware that there is a wide disparity in the level of programs and services offered by school systems and schools for the blind from around this country. As a result, it is our fervent hope that the observations and advice of our expert presenters based upon their vast and diverse experiences of teaching and working with children who are blind and visually impaired will bring you the assurance, confidence, and resources that you need and that will prove beneficial as you guide your child through his educational journey during this time of uncertainty. This podcast has two sessions. Session one is presented by Lori Scharf, who has a master's degree in social work and is currently pursuing a master's in rehab teaching from Hunter College, and Pamela Cox, TVI teaching braille at the Kentucky School for the Blind. This session of the podcast is designed to help you set up a successful learning experience for your child who is blind with activities that will heighten his ability to move, to hone and use skills he has already learned and strengthen his understanding of his core and extended core curricula while bringing new opportunities for incidental learning. We on the ACB Special Education Task Force are proud to bring you these experienced, dedicated educators. We thank them for their time and service. If you would like to reach out to us here at ACB, please call us at 202 Four six seven five zero eight one, or visit the ACB website at www.acb.org where you will find many resources and go to the contact us link to find us. Here we go together on this adventure of learning. You can do this. Keep looking up.
2: like to thank everybody for visiting us to listen to our podcast and in these uncertain times i know for some of you it feels like summer vacation started back in march when your children abruptly came home and probably didn't have school to go back to on monday or whatever day it happened to be and we hope that through our two podcasts that you will be able to find some activities and tips to deal with the stressful times and entertaining your child um, with some fun activities during summer. So Pam, uh, why don't you begin by discussing the activities that you have?
3: Sure. Thank you so much, Lori. Hi, everybody. Hi, parents, grandparents, guardians, family members of children who are blind or have severe visual impairments. My name is Pamela Cox. I am a TVI in Kentucky. I currently teach Braille at the Kentucky School for the Blind, KSB, and prior to that I was sort of a Jill of all trades. I was a resource teacher. I assisted new teachers while they were working on their TVI. I've done everything from um, kindergarten through 12th grade with math braille adapting things say for for social studies just all different kinds of things and and helping students a lot with areas that they were struggling in whatever areas they were so we today hope to throw you some lifelines and i want to tell you that i myself am now totally blind when i was growing up i had just a little bit of vision so i'm speaking to you both as a tvi and as a person who is blind. When a child is blind, there is a wall between that child and the world. And you can help to knock down that wall. And I would say that if I had to pick one way to knock down the wall, I would say that it is hands-on participation in family life. Technology is fantastic, but it's all about balance. If you are busy cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, or even playing games with other kids, and the blind child is sitting there on their phone, that's not balanced. That is not good. Technology can connect us. I mean, that's how we're connecting right now. There are also some good careers in technology, but Even more important than technology are those hands-on activities. And let's just go ahead and start with chores. It can be full participation or partial participation. You want to meet your child where they are. One extremely valuable skill is folding. And as you know, and I just want to remind you, how much extra help a child who is blind needs because they cannot watch you do something. Sighted children learn the vast majority of what they learn through watching and imitating. A blind child can't do that. It takes a lot more time to teach a blind child how to do something, but it is richly worth the effort. So I can teach them folding, starting with something simple like washcloths. Moving to towels. I remember it's very gratifying to fold towels and watch them stack up. That is what builds confidence. What builds confidence is not saying, oh, you're awesome. You're so fantastic. You're spectacular. Those are just empty words if they're not linked to a concrete activity or a concrete achievement that that child knows they did.
2: If I could just interrupt for a moment. Please. Incident- Incidental in- learning, which is what we're talking about, is critical, and your child's teacher, the visually impaired, often is working on developing these skills and helping the classroom teacher to develop these types of skills throughout the day for your child. And I remember, like Pam said, starting by folding washcloths, and I remember being very happy that I graduated to pillowcases, and... <laughs> um, You know, for a blind child who goes to the closet and maybe gets his or her sheets out of the closet to put new sheets on the bed, the closet folded those sheets, not mommy or daddy or whoever helped fold those sheets. It's by hearing somebody pulling a sheet taut to fold it doesn't show the child the tasks necessary to get to that point. So that's really what we're focusing on here. And if you start to think about activities that you do with your vision, knowing, okay, the egg that's in the frying pan, what did that start out as, you know, what's inside that shell? To a blind child, do they understand that the scrambled egg when it went into the pan was a mixture of a liquid and globby thing. So these are all things that even that the child's not in school, you could be working with the child on. So continue with your.
3: (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Lori. Exactly. Let them touch everything, every stage whenever you can and can make the time. let them touch, that raw egg, crack it, feel as he's saying, the globby things inside, feel the yolk, feel the separate. That's how the blind child connects to the world in primarily is through touch. And, and obviously hearing and smell too, those are super important. But touch is how they create things and make things happen. So just a, a some more chores, cleaning mirrors and glass. There's no reason a blind child can't do that. I remember the, it, it was that wonderful squeaky noise that it makes when you use the paper towel on the, on the glass. It's wonderful. Keep things in the same place. So that is, I can't tell you how empowering that is to a person who is blind. If, if I know this is, okay, let's say once a week, I'm going to clean the mirrors and, and the glass and I know where that Windex is, and I know where the paper towels are, and I can go get those and do that. There are no words for how good that feels. So please do keep things in the same place. And this includes in the kitchen, as much cooking as you and your child can do together. And obviously you're gonna keep safety in mind. You're not gonna, kindergartners not gonna go cook a whole meal (laughs) by him or herself. You're going to be reasonable, but you also want to push. It's Don't just stay in a comfort zone. Some frustration is good when we're learning. I also want to share that simple is better. Sometimes we think, oh, everything has to have Braille on it. Everything has to be from a special place. No, it doesn't. If you've got the standard measuring cups, they're different sizes. What a great teaching tool. Teach the child how to tell, like stack them all up. Show what the cup, a half cup. Good for math too and fraction. Everything works together. Same for measuring spoons. And for labeling, now if you have a braille writer and, and paper, that's that's fantastic, but you don't have to have. You can get a braille labeler, and your friend is Google. If you go to Google, I just did it to be sure I was telling you the truth. Just put in Braille Labeler. The first thing that comes up is a site for the blind and visually impaired that has braille labelers. So Google's your friend, the internet is your friend, and you can, this braille labeler has Dymo tape, and you can, and it has print on it too to guide you, and you can label, or hopefully let the child do it. The more the child does, the better, or you can do it together. They also have these things called high marks, and it's like glue, only it's better. My stove is labeled with these, High marks. It's just like little marks that I put every 50 degrees. That's good enough because, you know, right in between them is going to be your 25 degree differences, right. I want to go ahead and mention a couple of these resources for getting all kinds of Aids for the kitchen and also for games. Two of them are Maxi Aids, which is M-A-X-I AIDS, you can just put Maxi AIDS, and you can always throw in the word blind to help narrow your search. A lot of times you don't have to, but it can help. So that's Maxi AIDS, and another one is Independent Living AIDS. They have wonderful things, and that brings us to games. Besides chores, which are critical, another fabulous way that blind children can join in family life is through games. And just as one resource I want to mention, besides MaxiAids and independent living aids, both of whom have games and braille cards and different things, is a member of the American Council of the Blind. He lives here in Louisville, Kentucky. His name is Roger Schaff. He is um, visually impaired, has a little bit of vision, but he makes all kinds of blind friendly games, out of, there are marble games, there are math games, they're very inexpensive, they're beautifully made, he uses wood, and I want to go ahead and give you his email, the website is having a few issues right now, but if you email him, he can send you pictures of these wonderful games. His name is Roger Schaff, S-C-H-A-F, and the email is Schaff, R-S-C-H-A-F, at bellsouth.net, and Lori and I are going to prepare an attachment that's going to have a lot of these resources. So you don't have to worry about scrambling around and writing these down right now. One game that he has is called shut box and it, you, it has Braille on it. And your, your goal is to have as few standing as you can, the lowest number that you can. And you fold down numbers that add up to nine. A couple of other resources I want to give you for ideas for activities at home. One is through the American Printing House for the Blind, APH, and they have a whole section during for these trying times which is called hashtag at home activities, I believe. Just look for hashtag at home on the APH website and I was looking at it last night and saw the coolest activity which is making braille cookies of all things. Who would have thought now for braille, if your child doesn't know braille yet, there are all kinds of charts that give the braille alphabet. You can just, again, in Google, you can put braille alphabet or braille alphabet chart, and you can see it. The letters, you can use m and make braille cookies. Wouldn't that be fun? So you could, your child could make a message, like have one letter per cookie or more than one letter per cookie and, so they could do a message that way. Another great site that has a lot of at home activities is called Paths to Literacy. And it gives you a lot of ideas of things that you can make for your child or you and your, better you and your child can make together. It's always better if you can do, do them together.
2: Okay, so I'm going to talk a little about Braille, um, just so people know a little about me. I am totally blind as a result of retinopathy of prematurity. And um, I am a social worker, have a master's in social work and am now back in school to get a second master's in rehabilitation teaching, which is working with blind and visually impaired adults. Um, And I've done a lot of work advocacy work with children and their parents over the years in IEP meetings and things like that. Um, One thing I want to mention
0: is,
2: (laughs) ask your teacher, your child's teacher, what are some activities that you as the parent could help with that are goals on their IEP? What are some things, if your child is working on eye contact, for example, That's still something that you can reinforce at home and really should be reinforcing. Um, Pam talked about using M&Ms before. When I was a child, I was an eye poker. And that got broken by going to stay with my grandmother for three weeks. And I started each day with 10 pennies. And then my sister, who's five years older and was much wiser, said, if you ask grandma for 10 dimes, you get more money. Um, So then we changed it to 10 dimes. And each time she saw me putting my hand in my eye or near my eye to to touch my eye, I would uh, have a penny taken away. And then at the end of the week, we would come up with something fun to do, um, depending on how many Uh, pennies or dimes I had at the end of the week. Um, So that's just a little activity. If you're working on some behavioral things, think of things like that. Also, my mother, you know, when we would be making chocolate chip cookies or something like that, she would give me, say, four um, chocolate chip cookies and say, make the letter A, which is in a braille cell, the top left dot. Now, like Pam said, you can go and find charts with Braille images on them, so you can at least know the letters. Um, contractions are more complex, but we, um, the California School for the Blind actually will be starting a Braille class, so we will include some information on that in our refer, in our list of uh, resources. Tracking activities do not need to necessarily happen with Braille. If you don't have a Braille display, a Braille writer, or a way to make Braille at home, you could take a pen on the back of a piece of paper and press hard on a soft surface, and that would make a line that your child can follow with their fingers. And then what you could do to make some different tactual representations along that line is take a little sticker or even a piece of masking tape, something that has texture to it, and have the child count the pieces of tape along that line. You could glue a piece of string or a pipe cleaner to a piece of paper and allow the child to track along those as if they're lines. And these would be more for children that are early readers and maybe still working on beginning Braille, just teach, keeping their hands moving across a line. Um, it's, it's not really a, a natural position, so to speak. It's kind of like teaching a child to track something visually, but instead you're using their hands.
3: Right. And if I could um, insert something really quick. I love the idea of the pipe cleaner and you could have more than one so they could track one pipe cleaner and come back drop down to a second pipe cleaner which is a critically important skill in reading braille is how
2: to find your next line yes a lot of times when reading braille just like in print braille is there is bigger spaces between the lines so say you have a first grader going into second grade they may still be reading double spaced and you can you know start with them the pipe cleaners wider space there's also something called wiki sticks which are removable they're kind of like pipe cleaners with goo on them and um you can get them from a couple of different places i always suggest just googling it and figuring out who has the best price um and we'll we'll include the spelling of that so that you can find them um but great you know starting them out wider spaced and As the summer continues, bring them closer together so that the child is learning to read lines that are more close together. By now, um, we're going to talk about some fine motor types of fun things that you could do with your child to promote fine motor skills with with fingers. Braille writing on a Braille writer takes a good amount of pressure with fingers and sometimes little ones can have trouble building up finger strength to write on a braille writer and reading is just important as writing. Um, Very sometimes, unfortunately, we see children that learn to read and they are not writing because they don't have the physical um, dexterity to do that. Well, taking play-doh or clay if the child has uh, physical strength to do that. Also the squeeze balls that um, stress balls that they have come in various um, like uh, resistance levels. Working with a child on squeezing those is promoting hand motions and finger motions that will help them in braille writing. Um, Play-Doh you can always make at home. Um, in a blender or just by mixing things together by hand and again that's an activity you could incorporate with the child having you having the child help you measure the materials and then they get to actually play with it. Um, Literacy and reading is very very important. I hope that everybody is registered through their local state library um, to receive books through the National Library Service. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19, um, the libraries, many are still closed and not mailing books out yet. Um, but in the future, that would be definitely something that you could do. If your child has a Braille display, um, or if you have an iPhone and the child has a, a braille display that could be paired with the iPhone or Android device you can also download from the National Library Service braille books onto that device. They also have audio books and then Bookshare is also a free service and they have both uh, leisure reading and textbooks as well and as a blind or visually impaired student your child should be registered with Bookshare as well. Now they may be registered through their teacher, and it may be that the teacher has to um, give them access to the book. But that is something to uh, keep in touch with their teacher about. Um, seedlings um, is a Seedlings Braille Books is a phenomenal source of books to purchase, and um, They have the Book Angel. Oh, wait, hold on, I'm sorry. Yes, they have the Book Angel program, and that is for children birth to 12 years old, and they can choose three free books a year. They also have books to purchase. The books for their younger children are in Twin Vision, so that there is print um, there, so that as a parent you could read along with them. They have a program that your child's teacher can enroll in, which is called TV as in Victor, I, P as in Peter. And that allows the teacher or the visually impaired to receive up to four one volume braille books free per year, per calendar year, I'm sorry. Um, And if you reside in Michigan, Ohio, or Illinois, they have a program for individuals that um, where the child gets basically a gift certificate to be used. Braille Institute located in California has a Dots for Tots program and you can receive up to 12 free books per year. The last place that I have here on my list is called Oakmont Visual Aids Workshop and they, they're a volunteer organization and they produce braille and tactile books and they have math manipulatives as well. And those um, are available for some fun activities to have your child participate in. And, and they have different games and, and counting, teaching concepts like less and more are very important to have the child be able to associate different visual concepts above, below, beside, between, things like that that are often demonstrated visually in a book, Uh, those types of things can be demonstrated tactually to a blind child.
3: I wanna say one quick thing about braille and thank you so much, Lloyd, for all those resources you gathered together. That is very helpful. Why braille? We have so much technology now, we have audio, everything. Why braille? There are many, many reasons, but I'll give you two. Visually impaired people who succeed, many studies have shown those those who succeed know how to read braille. So there's a motivator. Second thing is reading with your fingers stimulates the visual cortex of the brain, exactly the same place that reading with your eyes stimulates. Audio is a whole different pathway, so it just seems to make good sense that to train your brain to be in touch with the world to help knock down that wall. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and good luck, and make it fun.